0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap.
1: Here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Through the deep left, Gonna get way, way, out of here and down on And they have five at
2: ten more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now it's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 107 of Brewers on Tap. Getting things rolling here as the Cactus League season is continuing along. Getting into that middle portion now of spring training where guys are wanting more at-bats. Starters are working a little bit deeper into games. And uh, you can tell some of these uh, battles for spots on the team or roles on the team are starting to heat up a little bit. So it's getting kind of fun. The Brewers on Tuesday... Went to Camelback Ranch, took on the Chicago White Sox. Travis Shaw homered a couple of times, including an absolute moonshot on a second home run of the game. Brewers did fall to the White Sox, 6-4 in that one. They're now 7-4-1 so far in Cactus League play. And Wade Miley is making a case for himself as a potential piece in the Brewers' rotation. Miley, who's on a minor league deal, through three and two-thirds innings, looked really sharp. And uh, the race for the final two spots in the Brewers rotation just heating up right now. You've got Miley, Brent Suter, Junior Guerra, and Brandon Woodruff. They're all in the mix. They all can bring certain things to the table as well. Both Miley and Suter, of course, are lefties. They work quickly. Miley looks to have regained his command after struggling to throw strikes a season ago for Baltimore. He's been a workhorse kind of guy in his career. He's been able to eat some innings. Guerra gets the ball on Wednesday afternoon against the Royals in surprise. As he continues to try and impress, his stuff looks better. It looks much more like or at least aligned with the 2016 version of Junior Guerra that had that tremendous season for the crew. Still a long way to go in this battle as the Brewers have a large chunk of spring training remaining before they have to narrow this thing down a little bit on this group. Speaking of which, let's chat with the general manager.
0: Let's break it down.
2: Welcome to the first edition of the 2018 David Stern show as we are from Maryville Baseball Park. The Cactus League is upon us, and uh, it's always an exciting time. You have the team assembled and uh, you get a chance to see them on the field. We're about almost two weeks into games now, so a lot of evaluation going on as you try to figure out what that 25 man roster is going to look like.
0: That's exactly right. It's an exciting time of year. Every year, when we come to spring training, there's, there's a buzz in the air. We're ready for games, we're ready to get the season started. Um, this year that's probably accentuated somewhat given the expectations we have of ourselves coming into the the year, some of the moves we've made in the offseason, and and certainly the way the team performed last year. So I think everyone's excited to be here. It's been great to have real live games going out on, on the field, and um, looking forward to to what the next month or so has in store.
2: Let's talk about the off season before we really dive into what we've seen so far from a spring training standpoint. A lot of talk nationally. It was a slower off season, but it wasn't necessarily for the Brewers. You added two of the top outfielders in the game. You added a couple of arms to the bullpen, and Matt Albers and Boone Logan, and of course you added uh, Jolie Chassin as well to the rotation. So this was a very busy off season for you. It was a busy off season. It was it was
0: uh, differently paced than perhaps we've seen in the past. A lot of the activity throughout the industry and for us occurred in, in January or February um, but it's an offseason that, that kept everyone active for for the entirety we came into the offseason with um, the hope and expectation that we were going to be able to make the team better uh, supplement the team where appropriate and, and where we thought uh, made sense to make us better and, and the acquisitions you mentioned um, allowed us to do that bringing in Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain uh, to really stabilize our position player grouping Um, we think is a real benefit to the team. And then adding the arms we did in the bullpen, Jolish has seen to the rotation, um, we think will help uh, lengthen that group out, um, provide a little bit more stability and,
2: and put us in good shape going into the regular season. Kane specifically, when you watch him just go about his daily business, whether it be in the cage or his outfield work, there's an intensity to what he does. There's a sense of purpose to everything that he does. That had to be a nice addition on top of just what he's going to be able to provide on the field.
0: It is, and intensity is the right word. He, he really does um, work incredibly hard at his craft. He knows he needs to work incredibly hard at his craft, um, and that's what's made him such an elite player for so long now, and he's, he's constantly stri- striving to improve, trying to get better, um, and we've seen that throughout his game where he's been able to, really increase his productivity throughout his career, add different elements to his game. He's turned himself into um, one of the better hitters in baseball as well, in addition to an elite outfielder and base runner.
2: When you take a look at, at what you were able to do from a pitching staff standpoint, bullpen and starting pitching, let's throw it all in together, what were some of the, the goals that you had in mind during the offseason, and, and how did Shasin and then Logan and Albers kind of come to be?
0: The, the main goal in the starting pitching was really just to add depth uh, to the group we have. We, thinking back to last year, um, we forget a little bit that that starting staff was actually one of the strengths right. of the team. Um, that that group as a whole really improved throughout the season, um, even with the injuries that we sustained. Whether it was Junior Gare on opening day, Chase Anderson with the oblique, Jimmy Nelson at the end of the year, we seemed to have a new guy step up every time someone went down, and and so that group really gelled. But we wanted to be able to add. Uh, an arm to that group uh, to lengthen it out, provide some innings, provide some stability. And we think Jola Chassin is, is really a nice fit for that. In the bullpen, we were really looking to, to supplement a group that we felt pretty good with coming back. Um, when you talk about guys like Corey Knebel, Jeremy Jeffress, Josh Hader, Jacob Barnes, guys who were a big part of our pen last year, all are coming back. We've had some turnover with the departure uh, of Jared Hughes and Carlos Torres. Um, we've brought in Matt Albers, Boone Logan, and we think those are two guys who uh, have had success throughout their Major League careers. Um, Albers is coming off one of the best years of any setup man in baseball last year, and so uh, very excited to have those guys part
2: of the club. This is a different year, too, in terms of the calendar and how spring training takes place. You're, you're here a lot earlier than the full complement of the minor league camp, and so there's really no benefit of making early cuts yet, right? Like you typically would, you can wait maybe an extra five to six days if you had to?
0: That's right, it is a different uh, spring training um, schedule than we've had in the past. We started a little bit earlier, the the schedule itself is a little bit more condensed because the regular season starts probably about a week earlier than, than we're used to. Um, so minor league camp really hasn't gotten going yet, and, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to send guys over to the minor league side uh, before before there's activity over there and uh, before they can really get their work in. So once the, the minor league side gets up and rolling at full capacity, um, then we'll begin making some, some send-outs over here, um, getting guys over there to,
2: to play with the teams they're ultimately going to start the season with. Craig has talked about Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, a couple of the young arms that he feels like are close, that they, they're going to have a shot to maybe impact this club before the season's all said and done. What do you do when you analyze those guys right now during spring training, knowing that maybe they need a little bit more seasoning uh, from a minor league standpoint before it's all said and done, but you know they're close, and so you're probably paying pretty close attention to those guys right it, now.
0: It's great to see them. It's great to, to see them out
2: on a big league field playing with, with major
0: league caliber talent. Um, we do know they need some time to continue their development. Uh, and so the main goal for us in, in this spring training for them is just get get them exposure to, to this atmosphere, get them exposure to the big league players, um, and make sure that they're healthy and ready to start the season. Those, those guys know the type of talent they have. Um, I think we know the type of talent
2: they have, and we just want them to continue their development. I know when I talk to Tom Flanagan, Brewers Farm Director, we talk about you know, what spring does in terms of Where guys are assigned to, where they where where they end up getting sent out to, and a lot of guys, you have a pretty good idea probably before spring training even starts. So where you're going to start them out level wise, maybe a few have some sort of impact over the course of spring where they end up. Is Keston here going to be an interesting guy for you guys to figure out where you're going to end up sending him before it's all said and done? He's such an advanced bat. He hasn't played in the field much lately. But at the same time, he, he seems like he handles every single thing you guys have thrown at him so far. Yes, he, and you said it perfectly. He's an advanced college hitter.
0: We expect those guys to, to come in and, and perform at the lower levels of the minor leagues, and that's exactly what what he's done. Um, because of the injury he sustained in college. He hasn't had as much time in the field. That's the part of his game that, that still needs some development. Um, and so that we're going to challenge him with that, and we're going to have him play a whole lot of second base this year. Um, we'll, we'll put him in uncomfortable positions and, and allow him to, to adjust. But um, you know, I think Keston's probably going to start in high A um, and will allow him to, to take the normal progression through the farm system. We've shown that as players perform, we're not, we don't hesitate to, to move them. Um, so if Keston continues to perform, he'll continue to, to rise through our system. David, uh, take
2: me through when you are wrapping up kind of the offseason portion, turning it over into, okay, let's begin spring training. Because you go from trying to add to your team to maybe trying to add to your team, but at the same time you're really trying to analyze what you have and how this roster is going to come together. How does your time get divvied up at that point in time? Because there's still stuff out there, yep. uh, and whether it be guys that could potentially be traded, whether it be free agents that still have to sign. And so I'm sure you're trying to keep a t- tab on that. But now you're also trying to analyze what's going on in this field and how you're going to put this 25-man roster together. How does your time in terms of where your attention has to be change once spring training really gets going?
0: Yeah, it's probably more present-focused yeah. than uh, than it is during the offseason. We know um, that we have 55, 56 guys in camp. Um, they deserve our attention. Uh, they're, they're brewers right now, and um, they, they deserve the benefit of going out and competing in spring training. Um, this is a little bit of a unique offseason where there are still free agents available this late into March. So we keep an eye on them. The good news is we've got, we've got a pretty robust baseball operations group, and we can divide and conquer a little bit, uh, make sure we're, we're uh, tackling everything that needs to be, needs to be tackled and, um, and see how it goes. But, but once you get to spring training, your primary focus is on, on the camp,
2: making sure everything runs smoothly, and, and, uh, and getting to know your team. Where we are standing right now is going to look a lot different about a year from now when the Brewers open up spring training here at Maryvale Baseball Park, a commitment through 2042 along with the city of Phoenix to renovate Maryvale Baseball Park. And Boy, the renderings are out. This is going to be a first-class operation all the way around. There's going to be some changes to the stadium, but the big change is going to be over where the parking lot currently is, where the new complex is going to be built. This is going to be tremendous for player development. I think people forget that there's a lot of player development that goes That's on right. here beyond just spring training. This is kind of what gets the attention is this month of the year, but there's a ton of stuff that goes on here year-round. There is. This is our player development hub.
0: Um, this is where all our new draft picks come to first know what it is to be a brewer. This is where all of our players rehab. This is where our lowest domestic level of the minor league plays in the Arizona summer league. Um, we have player development staff, all of our rovers are based out of the, uh, the Arizona complex, so having an upgraded facility, having a first class facility, which it will be, um, is important to us and it's been a tremendous uh, investment on the part of our ownership group to make this happen, uh, commitment from the City of Phoenix and Maryvale to, to make it happen and we're certainly very pleased uh, that we've got it here. It's an exciting, it's an exciting time, we're happy to stay um, and the fact that we're going to have a, an updated and really exemplary facility is great
2: for us. One final question before we let you go. Ryan Braun's trying his hand at first base. We've had a chance to see him over there maybe about four games now, and really he's handled it pretty well. It seems like he has taken a lot of interesting plays that have come his way early, which is kind of what Craig Council said he wanted to see happen, uh, things that you can kind of learn from, and he's handled them all pretty well so far. It seems like so far so good. He's such
0: a good athlete, um, and he's played on the dirt before. Uh, and and while it's a new challenge for him, a new position, uh, I think he's handling it very well. And, and I think um, you're right. We've seen a number of different circumstances over there. I think the first play he was over there was a was a, a bunt, um, a, a difficult field, difficultly fielded bunt where he had to dive to make a a save on an errant throw. And um, he's really made every play um, that we could ask him to make over there. So. Uh, it's been good to see. Um, he's he's done a lot of work to, to get to that point. Um, he'll continue to do that, and, and uh, you know, I think we're we're optimistic that um, he'll be uh,
2: an option over there if we need him to be. Just continuing that theme, which has been going on for the last couple of years of the Brewers of position versatility, and Ryan Braun adding to that with his ability to potentially play some innings at first base this year. David, always appreciate it. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks a lot, Lane. David appreciate Stearns it. and the David Stearns Show.
0: Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101.
2: This week on Sabermetrics 101, we take a look at Wade Miley, and this is a little different than we normally would do because it's a smaller sample size and it's only spring training numbers that we're looking at. But let's go back to the last few years with Wade Miley. The lefties had an ERA of over five in each of his last two seasons. Clearly, that's not anything to write home about. It's not something that Wade Miley wants to have. He hasn't had an ERA under four since 2013, so what makes him so intriguing? Well, he's had good seasons at the major league level, a couple of really good ones with the Arizona Diamondbacks, but the biggest issue that he's had, certainly when you look at last year, was his command. He walked 5.32 batters per nine innings last season with the Orioles. He also had home run to fly ball percentage of 19.4%. Now again, this is a small sample size, take this with a grain of salt, but here's why he's generating a little bit of buzz right now for that Brewers rotation. Some of those issues look to be improved so far in the 2018 Cactus League season. Miley's only walked one while striking out 11 over eight innings. He's only allowed six hits and just three unearned runs. He's yet to allow an earned run. He looks sharp, his off-speed stuff is working down in the zone, and he's getting more ground balls. Most of his career, he's generated about 50% ground balls, a statistic that always helps in a ballpark like Miller Park. Checking in on the farm. Mauricio Dubon is our guest here on Brewers on Tap uh, here in Big League Camp this year. And uh, you got a chance last year to come over and play quite a bit, I'm backing up some of these major league games. What what have you learned from this experience, being in camp from the start?
1: Um, it just being more consistent, you know, having a, having a routine when you come to the field, when, when you do pregame and everything. It's just... It's just learning from the older guys, you know. It's just been a blessing being able to do that.
2: This is year two in the organization for you. Um, does it feel different in year two? Are you more comfortable? Are you more settled showing up for spring training than you were a year ago?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely more and more comfortable. I know the guys. I know everybody. So it uh, feels like home right now. So uh, it's it feels pretty great right now.
2: Last year you began in AA. You got moved up to AAA pretty quickly, really, and uh, got a chance to play in the PCL for Uh, the last few months of the season be a part of a playoff push where do you feel like you're at now do you feel like you can kind of taste it like you're knocking on that door so to speak
1: I mean uh, yeah I mean I feel I feel I'm ready I feel I I feel I can contribute on the up in the team right now with the Brewers but it's not my decision I mean it's just I just play the game and just try to you know try to make the the decision tough for them right now so I think everybody
2: Everybody understands that you have really special skill set defensively. You've made plenty of plays over the last couple of years that have made people really ooh and ah. Um, where do you think your defensive game can get better? Because at least at first glance the talent level is, is through the roof and it seems like you're very comfortable.
1: I was just trying to get more more consistent, like I said. Try to make every routine play, try to don't make uh, bonehead plays and everything, just try to you know, just try to stay more consistent in everything. You notice
2: the games faster when you're playing in these major league spring training games than, than even what it was in Triple A last year.
1: I heard people saying that it was a little faster. I mean, I, at the first game, first games I saw it was a little faster, but I just you know, took a deep breath and tried to slow everything down.
2: Your game offensively, um, it seems like you're very comfortable going the other way with the baseball back up the middle as well. Um, has that been something that has been a, kind
1: of a staple of your approach for a long time? I mean, yeah. I mean, I had success. From the middle on the other side. I mean, I'll 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 pull the ball if I have to, but I mean, I try to stay middle of the field. That's the biggest part of the field. It's a, a reason why it's the biggest part of the field. And I mean, just just try to stay middle and everything because I know if I'm late, I'll be right field. If I'm early, I'm gonna be left field. And I mean, just try to you know stay uh, stick with the same approach.
2: Orlando RC of course, uh, had a very good season last year at shortstop for the Brewers. Uh, you play shortstop, you can play second to how much do you enjoy watching him play and and just watching him ad lib on the field at times
1: oh it's fun it's fun watching him play it's really fun watching him play i uh, try to you know try to learn stuff from him and everything and sometimes i wonder like how it'd be him you know me and him up the middle and everything it's it's just it, it'd be so fun playing next to him racial we appreciate it thanks so much oh yeah thank you appreciate it
2: here's what's on tap well this season you can enjoy flexibility at its finest with the Brewers Flex 10-pack. It's new and improved this year. They let you allocate your tickets any way you want across a selection of 52 contests. So as an example, you can use two tickets for one game, four tickets for another. Receive the rest as ticket vouchers redeemable up to the date of each game. Plus, you'll also get opening day as a free 11th ticket. To get started on your Flex 10-pack, visit brewers.com slash 10 packs and also don't forget about ballpark pass those are on sale for just 29.99 per month that's right 2999 per month and uh, of course chance to lock in your tickets every home game uh, by taking part in the ballpark pass learn more about that go to brewers.com slash ballpark pass and don't forget about your group outing you are going to want to take a group to Miller Park at some time this summer. Group tickets are on sale now. Packages available starting at low $5 per ticket. And you can save big when you bring 25 or more to the ballpark. Check out that by going to brewers.com slash groups. All right, that's going to do it for us in episode number 107 of Brewers on Tap. Thanks for joining us. We'll be with you again next week right here from Phoenix, Arizona. Have a good one, everybody. I'm Lane Grindle. we